who is the the woman in the nutcracker that has all the children under her dress? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember her name. <laughs> so it looks like that, but it's me under the bride's dress shout wiping from underneath like you can't all you can see is just my feet sticking out from underneath and they got those photos too. wow you really have to have a very intimate relationship with your yeah like my head is touching your bare butt right now but yeah that's okay <laughs> but it is what it is yeah. <laughs> it's not the weirdest wow. thing i've done and it's not the weirdest thing i'll ever do yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to I'm the Villain. Um, today we are back with Sarah from the Invisible Disability episode. In case you missed that one, um, that was a great episode. So I recommend you go back and watch it. Um, but today we're actually going to be talking about something totally different, which what, which is basically the wedding industry. And and so Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in that? <laughs> your wedding credentials. Yeah. So I started, um, I, as as you all know, if you listen to the Invisible Disabilities episode, I started mm-hmm. out as a teacher when um, I graduated from University of Maryland from undergrad in 2005. And as my summer job, because every teacher needs a summer job, um, I started photographing weddings. Um, and it was great because I was a photography teacher. I worked my way through my master's and paid it off with, um, you know, photographing weddings and things. And then it made for an easy transition when I ended up having to leave teaching to not just like sitting around not knowing what to do with myself and twiddling my thumbs and watching Netflix, which while admittedly does sound fun for a short period of time, gets very old very fast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So um, I went full time as a wedding photographer in uh, 2012, I guess, technically, because, um, you know, obviously my main source of income or what became my main source of income at that point. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that's my background in the wedding industry. Um, I've been consistently photographing weddings since then. We've had years where we've done, I don't know, upwards of three weddings a weekend or like, you know, upwards of like 40 weddings um, in the year. So um, wow. it's been a lot, a lot of weddings. Uh, that doesn't mean I was the lead photographer at every wedding because, or it doesn't even mean I was the photographer at every wedding um, because, you know, sometimes I have a nice little team that I have built over the years. And um, nice. yeah, so, but they, we all like, I, they're, most of them are actually my former high school students. So they're actually like really trained under me. <laughs> Like, like they could step in and be me minus personality. You can't. Sometimes I can't tell who took what photo. Um, That's how long Mm -hmm. we've been working together. So, um, yeah, it's actually really nice because it gives me the freedom to take vacations and things. Um, But, yeah, and then I have my wedding podcast, um, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is kind of its own little beast in itself. But um, that's that's my little background there. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. married. And I'm married. Yes. And I <laughs> I was the worst at planning my wedding. I mean, the worst at planning my wedding. <laughs> In what way? I just I am a horrible planner. I can I can help anyone else write their timeline and and build out their shot list and everything. For myself, it's like a totally different beast. So um, Philippe, my husband, my now husband, um, was like, where do you want to get married? And I was like, I don't know. Well, when do you want to get married? 
that I actually did have an opinion on. I wanted to get married in the fall because the fall is my favorite season. Um, mm-hmm. And we ended up doing, um, we had, we got married. His sister doesn't fly. So that gave us a little bit of an excuse to get married. Like it, it limited where we could get married if we wanted to have her there. Um, so that was helpful mm-hmm. in its own way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. It's definitely helpful to actually have some like scope, right? Some like limitations that you're working with. Yeah, because otherwise you're just kind of like, where do you even start? You know, you've seen so many things right. go really well that don't fit for you. And then other things that have crashed and burned that might have fit for you and vice versa. So it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. how do you make a decision on what you actually want? Um, yeah. So we ended up getting married in Paso Robles, at Paso Robles. It's really hard for me to not say it in the, to say it the way the locals say it. Um, they say Paso Robles in California, which is Central Coast. Um, and we found like a cute venue that was overlooking the whole valley. Um, and our venue fee was like $825, but we had to get a planner. Which is really low. Yeah, really low. Yeah. 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 Really? So you paid $825 for the venue. Like, that's what you paid. Yeah. Why was it so low? Because they don't do weddings. <laughs> oh, okay. So that seems, <laughs> that seems to be like, like that I really like feel like that tip. is right. Always like what I hear from people is just like do a non wedding or non whatever, like venue or product or whatever. Yeah. So I was thinking about that because we talked about this a little bit the last time. Um, So we did what is now called a micro wedding because we were in 2012. (laughs) 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 Then we were just really controversial and selfish. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never heard the term micro wedding myself. Oh, really? So that's like the new thing that COVID shifted weddings to be like where you can just have, you know, 17 people or like seven people or right. whatever. So it's um, – but you do all the traditional – pieces, the traditional celebratory pieces. So the cake cutting, the first dance, the walk down the aisle. Um, so you, it's essentially just a wedding with very few guests, but it's like the mm-hmm. same amount of time that you would normally have a wedding. Um Mm-hmm. Another thing I, I that's another thing about the wedding industry. We have our own jargon and we code shift so that you kind of it's almost isolating to people outside of the wedding industry. So if I do that, please <laughs> stop me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And explain it. Because I feel like something that that sounds like really appealing just because then presumably each person can, you know, you can probably spend more on each person. You can have like a more customized experience and that kind of thing. Like that sounds great. Yeah, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. We had a different song for this is where I do shine in planning. Um, We had a different (laughs) song that was special between us or one of us and the person that was a guest. So each person, like we had a specific song that was like meant for them to have like an inside joke or like a special like memory or something. Um, So Mm -hmm. it was a nice like way of getting people involved. And it also got people onto the dance floor who wouldn't have normally come to the dance floor. So that was fun too. Um, But it gives you a lot more time to spend with your guests. And we spent more on food and wine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I feel like the only thing is, yeah, populating the reception, like having it feel like a turn up function is hard to do with only 17. Yeah, but mm-hmm. everybody was on the dance floor. My mom was on the dance floor the whole night. Um, my The only people who really weren't were like my teenage niece and nephew. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
they, they didn't want to dance with the old yeah, people. Yeah, they weren't really like into <laughs> the uh, Madonna and Hollow Notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that I feel like is really, really difficult. I feel like it'd be really hard to be a wedding DJ because it's so cross generational. You know, mm-hmm. it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna be my own wedding DJ. Yeah, <laughs> and it's gonna be great. My my music like I uh, <laughs> this is the, one of the few things that I feel passionate about. I only feel passionate about a couple of things in this process, right? I feel like, like mildly passionate, passionate about getting married, like near water, but that's, you know, that's negotiable. Um, fully open bar is non-negotiable, right? I need beer, wine and liquor, right? I need it all. <laughs> and, um, and like, I need to have control over the music. Now I'm, I'm deciding like whether how I'm going to finagle that because I don't want to be like, you know, preoccupied. Literally with the music, DJing. Yeah. Right? But I think that I don't I don't I, I don't suppose either of you have ever seen DJ Khaled perform live, right? Have you? No. no. Um so DJ Khaled is kind of a fake DJ, but he so he starts out the show like behind the turntables. And then he just has like an assistant that comes like and runs it and then he just yells at the crowd. <laughs> for like the rest of the show. Um, yeah, because he's famous for like yelling like DJ Cal, you know, like that's his like his shtick. So he is just like mm-hmm. kind of yelling and doing ad libs and like hyping up the crowd whilst his you know, he has someone running the actual boards. So I feel like I just need to find someone to be my like, you know, stupid assistant. assistant. DJ basically. Right. Like I need someone to yeah. be like a mindless extension of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, basically, what? Which I was gonna say, which I don't necessarily feel like I need to pay someone a lot to do. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like, it, I guess if it's one of your friends, then you know, or is that is that where you're planning on having it be? Probably. I mean, a lot of I think the theme. If our wedding does ha- did have a theme, it would be like very like friends and family. Like we want to have our chefy friend like do the menu. You know. Mm. I think yeah. we want to like avoid a lot of these and I think this is actually going to complicate like logistics because a lot of it these will. big a lot of these big <laughs> you know companies will do I that for that. you yes it will <laughs> yeah a lot of these big companies will do that for you but um, I think I mean all of the wedding food I've ever had has been really really bad <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I feel like I've actually had some good wedding food. Except for I went to Do you to get an to Indian... eat the food, Sarah? Oh yeah. It's in when my contract that you have to feed me. Oh my god, it's in your contract. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. As you should. You should definitely feed the Yes. Yeah. The the, the photographer and crew. Yeah, I yeah. if I've been there 4 hours, if you don't feed me, I um I have in my contract that I can leave and go get food and that there, you know, if I miss something that's not on me. Um, at that point. Right. And it has my food allergies in there too. <laughs> oh my God, nice. that's great. Wait, so, okay, what do you, what is your opinion? Do you feel like you, like, in the grand scheme of all these, like, many weddings that you've been to, do you generally think the food is really good? So... You can't think the food is really good because oh, mostly not. There are some that it's so good that you actually, like, it's better than what you would get at a restaurant. Um, like if you've ever been to a wedding at district winery, I don't understand how they do it, but their food, like 
it is cooked to absolute perfection every single time. And we are the last people that get fed, generally speaking. So we have the crappiest plate of everybody um, is -hmm. essentially the rule there because, you know, in theory, it's been sitting out longer. Um, and but it's still great. Yeah, it's still so good. I mean, they have this they have this like curry um, coated sea bass that is just like I think of it all the time. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, please, please have your wedding here. <laughs> the district winery. That's, a you know, that's like a. That's a not cheap place. Yeah, it's expensive. I mean, with food, you're going to generally speaking, get what you pay for with the exception of, you know, if it's if it's something like um, a food truck or where they have like a kitchen to go and you're getting where you don't have to rent a kitchen, but the venue doesn't have a kitchen because if you don't if your venue doesn't have a kitchen. So if you do like pit beef, you're going to save a ton of money. Um but it, yeah. you know, everyone has to be able to eat pit beef, um, so you can't right. have any vegetarians in house. <laughs> yeah, I right. think that. Um, yeah, I think we're probably not looking to like save money on this food plan. We want it to be like personal and good, um, and like let my chef friend like give them money for all the supplies they need, and also to hire like however many people she needs to hire for the time, and let them go to town. But, you know, I, I like understand that log- the, like the logistics are going to be more complicated. Yeah, it'll but be a lot that. more on you. Um, the thing with food, when I've had shitty food and I have had many a shitty food at weddings. Yeah, almost yeah. so many bad. Food. Always as a guest for some reason. Um, and it's generally speaking when the further away I am from the bride and groom or the groom and groom or the bride and bride, however the couple um, identifies, then the further away I am, the worse the food because it's generally cold by the time that it comes around. <laughs> <laughs> so even if it might have yeah. been good, it's like in cream sauce or like. Um, yeah, there's 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 certain things that you can't doesn't keep well. Yeah. It doesn't keep well. Even if you have it sitting in a, you know, in a, I forget the name. In a buffet thingy. On the, yeah, on a buffet line and like a closure or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm with you. It's got to so hold we'll up. see. I mean, you know, so what are some of your, I mean, do you have any, do you have any like, uh, like hot takes about weddings? Like, what are some of your, like, what are some of your tips, tricks, and hot takes? Tips, ticks. Tips, tricks, and takes, triple T's. Uh, <laughs> um, I love it. Um, so there are a couple things. It's funny. I just photographed this wedding that was on the family's property. Their father, right. uh, the father like did the food because um, he has like a giant smoker and all this stuff. And it was pretty cool. Like it actually worked out better than I thought it would. Although the food, the dinner was like an hour later than it was supposed to be on the timeline. Um, I see it. Yeah, which was, you know, it was fine, except that I had to leave. I was contracted so that I was going to be like then leaving. So they had to shift the dances ahead. Um, But the DJ and I, while we were eating dinner, were talking about it. And um, he's one of those guys that like way over like works like way like he does he goes above and beyond um and you could totally tell he wrote their whole timeline which is not something a dj would normally do for you um but it's funny because um we were like while we were talking he was a little bit frustrated it had been raining for like eight days straight so things were like super wet even though there was a tent it was like 
at that point coming yeah, in the ground the ground itself is like sopping it was yeah it was really like i i i my rain boots are still like covered in mud even on the inside because it just like as you wow. were walking like was kicking it up and it's a pasture oh i'm sure so many people with especially like with their oh, fancy with the heels. shoes on yeah wow there's that's like definitely a wedding kind of horror story. <laughs> it worked out okay. Like most people understood the weather and most people that were that went like it was in Carroll County, Maryland. So it was a lot of mm-hmm. like people who live on farms and they know how to deal with like crappy weather in a pasture or whatever. But mm-hmm. so it didn't it wasn't as bad as you would think. It did require having the couple stand out in the rain for an extended period of time for photos. Um, but the photos came out great. Um so all How do you shoot something like that in the rain? Oh, I have a rain hood for my camera. Oh, okay. So it's uh um, Isabel, she's a professional. <laughs> I know, but like I just don't know how you literally I, I know she can do it. I just don't know how how literally she does it. Yeah, I mean it's I think it's a fair question. So it's essentially like um like a, the heaviest duty um waterproof like jacket you could have, but it's for your camera and then it has these like sleeves you put your arms into and you zip the Mm -hmm. back of it and it has like waterproof zippers and then it has like a string that goes around the edge of your lens it's not foolproof and it can be a huge Mm -hmm. pain in the butt when you're trying to look through the viewfinder um Mm -hmm. and the string can get in front of the camera lens when you rotate it and if your depth of field is set low then it can be like out of focus it can be a big pain in the butt um yeah so it wasn't but it didn't it wasn't as bad as you would think like they were super laid back about it um and you know they were they were lovely and they were very happy and their family seemed fine with it um but the dj was telling me and this is an experience i have all the time um where he's like yeah you know it's so interesting all of these djs popped up these djs like quote unquote djs who think that they can like mix and they're building playlists on their phone and then they're like Mm-hmm. plugging it in and playing it from their phone and he's like this is not a dj like you right that's not a dj it's that's, not like just playing it's just a playlist yeah exactly exactly and i was like oh my gosh i never thought about that being like a dj thing but that happens all the time with photographers where somebody's like oh i've been to a wedding i have a camera that has a kit lens or i've taken photos we, I call them, we, a lot of us call them moms with cameras because they have taken photos of their children. So they assume that they can then <laughs> break into the wedding industry. Um, it is, there's so much more work and logistics that go into photographing a wedding than just even like an event because you have to know how to wrangle a huge amount of people for family photos and line mm-hmm. them up and like tell them what to do and like and call them forward. You have to be an assertive personality because if you don't, if you can't like call them forward and get them to line up, then that couple is standing in the rain for like an additional 40 minutes or they're missing their entire cocktail hour or whatever the case may be, like they're missing all the fun stuff because they're standing there waiting for people to get their shit together for photos. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess that would be kind of my hot take is that like a lot of there, there are a lot of you. If you think you can just jump in the wedding industry, you probably can. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like it probably is harder than you think it is. Yeah. And once you book that first wedding, you will realize you are fucked once you get there. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I have a friend who did that who was like trying to get into the industry and then they just like literally did one wedding and like, oh my God, I can't do this at all. <laughs> it's not easy. Like you don't, you only go into the wedding industry if you really love it because it's so much additional work. It's an emotionally charged day for everyone. Even if it's just a mm-hmm. casual friend, they all have opinions. They all want to make sure that it's like known. People drink way more at weddings than they do at any other event. <laughs> Yeah. Like way more. Weddings are really the only like public facing event where it's okay to get absolutely shit faced. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say holiday parties are are second to that. It right. office holiday parties. <laughs> <laughs> like I think at holiday parties like it's lightly frowned upon but still okay, but at weddings it's like definitely you're not encouraged. frowned upon. You are encouraged to drink a lot. Yeah, like if you're barfing at a wedding you know you do it privately you had a great time like yeah people are not there to like really judge you um Mm -hmm. so do you (laughs) would you say that you encourage and obviously you know perhaps you have a little bit of bias here as a wedding photographer but like would you is would you say that one of your tips is like if you can like Spend the money for the good things, for the good people. Yeah. Prioritize what matters to you and spend the money on it. And then ask that person, share your budget with that person. So if like you hire me as your wedding photographer, then ask me like, say, you know, look, I need a wedding planner. I'm spending more on you. My budget is pretty low. I have about this much left or I don't want to spend more than this, even though I have the budget for it. Who have you worked with that you would recommend that's within this? And Mm -hmm. like, I'll be like, oh, I get your vibe. So not only do I know people that would be in your budget, but I also know who you would enjoy working with because your wedding day, like you got to like your vendors. You spend so much time with all of them um, Mm -hmm. and it's so many moving parts. Um, So spend the things, the money on the stuff that's important to you and save on the places that aren't important to you. Um, And also... Stay true to what is important to you and not what is important to everyone around you. Um, Like I remember everybody when I like the dumbest things. But when I was getting married, people were like, oh, you have to wear your engagement ring on your right hand as you walk down the aisle. And I was like, Like, I've seen people not do that. I don't understand. (laughs) But everybody like pushed me so hard. And I was like, why would I? do that right it's because you're when traditionally when you wear your wedding band it goes inside your engagement ring now can it go on the outside for just that one little piece of the day absolutely if you want to wear it on the outside for the rest of your life absolutely um and my wedding band didn't look good without my engagement ring so i ended up doing it and i was like why am i letting other people dictate what finger I wear my ring on as I walk down the aisle. It's like <laughs> right. so dumb and very out of character for me too. Um but right. I when think, you're in but when you're in like the shit storm you're like more susceptible. You're very vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. It really is because you have you've made so many decisions and everyone has opinions about every decision you've made. And the number of people that make you cry surrounding your wedding. I hate to say this. (laughs) The number of people that made me cry in public places, and I am not a crier. Um, Mm -hmm. The number of it was shocking. The number of times I cried in public. (laughs) You're like, here I am crying in a public place again. Again. Yeah. (laughs) Yet again. Like, not drunk, just standing in the street crying on U Street. (laughs) 
<laughs> just at the shop, just at the cake shop yeah. day and crying. Yeah. Or like walking in the metro and somebody had to call me and tell me that, you know, it's unfair that you're not inviting your mom's brothers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I feel like that to me would be the hardest part of being in the wedding industry is that you have to deal with like people's family dynamics and like the family dynamics of two different families who don't necessarily know each other. Yeah. And right. who don't right? always like and each other. And that sounds really tricky right because like you know i i'm curious if you have like a like when you sit down with people ahead of time whether you have to basically like really game plan that like social dynamic oh yeah like we it's in my questionnaire too um that i sent out two months before the wedding and it's like um you know are there any conflicts we should do your families hate each other yeah like is there are there any family dynamics we need to be aware of we've had families like divorced parents who can't be in the same room and where they've had to call security or they've had to hire security oh man yeah yeah but it's honestly my sister's yeah my there was some of that at my sister's wedding just like during the picture taking time specifically mm-hmm. that's yeah. a specifically challenging time at this right. wedding right because you want like everyone together right yeah yeah especially if the if the new if one of the parents has a new spouse mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it's like you know the photographer's like can we get just the parents and then like the new spouse is like um i'm a parent <laughs> you know, and like, I'm like, oh, I can imagine so many situations like that. Yeah. So I have a really good way of handling all of those, which is like, I'll say, okay, I'm going to have like, you know, this person, this person, like, so step parent um, and parent, like married to step parent, and then the other parent on the other side. And then I'll say, okay, and then so and so step parent step out after we take a photo with the three of them in there right. together. So you start with the. You start with the step parent. Yeah. Um, same with like sibling, like um, siblings who are engaged to someone or even married to someone. If like the because fa- I get a lot of that, too, where parents will come up and they'll say, I don't want photos with so and so's fiance because I don't think it's going to last. It'd be great mm. to tell me that before. But right. I'm glad right. you've now said it in close proximity to this person. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And oh I can try God. to I can try to like game up a plan to make it seem like you're not just being a huge asshole. To them. Yeah. Yeah. So luckily, I mean, and that's again, that's a reason to like have a photographer who knows what the fuck they're doing, because then like they can handle that delicate situation without having it be a problem. Um, but I, I kind of wish our photographer had done that because my sister and or my sister in law and her husband at the time got divorced right after our wedding. Um, Mm -hmm. and we didn't know that was happening. So he had tried to stay out of the photos, but I felt bad and saw that he was doing that. So I asked him to step in. So we don't have any photos of all the family without him in there, which is a real bummer. And he was like in the middle. So there's that. So no cropping. Yeah. So there's, you know, and I, I don't have my raw files, so it's not like I'm going to just edit him out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm, um, I feel like I'm kind of looking forward because I'm I'm carrying a like a chip on my shoulder against the assumption that this day is going to be about anyone that isn't me or my partner, you know? So like, I'm kind of excited to be an asshole and be like, nah, dude, you can't come. <laughs> like, you're not coming, man. You know, like there are family members that 
um, my partner is not sure that she wants to invite. And I'm like, babe, you just tell them no. And you tell them that I didn't want them there. That's fine. You know, <laughs> like, or tell them no and tell them that it was my decision. Like, I don't care. You know, like I'm, I'm really excited to be really non receptive of people's ideas, except for the people that I'm paying to give me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I think was like, like a really interesting part of like trying to, you know, like gauge who you want to be your vendor, because like, it's not like on the one hand, it's like, you know, obviously you want you to take good photos. Right. But it's hard to tell, like, just i don't know like looking at people's websites and like even through referrals how they're going to deal with that social dynamic which is in my opinion is probably the more important piece of it right yeah right <laughs> yeah it is i mean because that you know that is evident in photos um and i ran into it like i know i keep referencing this wedding that i just had last weekend but it was a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff that happened at this wedding um yeah the sister of the groom doesn't get along with the bride and mm-hmm. The bride doesn't like have a particular problem with her, but the sister dislikes. It was it was evident too, mm-hmm. um, right. which is you know that's their family dynamic and that is what it is. But um, everyone gets to have their own opinions. You just keep it to right. yourself that day. But also, day. like, why come? You know? Yeah, I mean, anyway. that's kind of how I felt. But <laughs> like, why are you here if you have such an issue with this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I didn't know who she was, so I had my uh, my additional photographer was like the one. Usually, we do it the opposite way, where I'm the one that gets everyone together and like organizes because I'm the one that like knows family dynamics better and handles it better. Um, she did a great job. But I did not know that this was the sister of the groom that was coming into the photo. And I thought it was the fiance of the bride's brother. This is so complicated. Yeah. (laughs) So I stopped her on the way and I was like, hang on one second. Let me just grab this photo and then I'll have you step in. Because we were doing the thing in the reverse order this time. And um, so she was like, I'm insert name and like started to come at me about it. Like she was furious that I said something and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so great to meet you. I've been waiting to see you all day. I, we hadn't gotten a chance to meet. I'm Sarah. And then I, um, I was like, actually, do you mind standing there for two seconds while we get the other people lined up? Your brother wants a photo with just you. So I had to like alleviate the situation by creating this other photo. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then she was fine the rest of the day. She was perfectly lovely to me. I didn't see her do anything that was like yeah. abrasive, but yeah, there's so many like, yeah, dynamics within like just photos together. Cause these are like, this is the time, you know, the hour, hour and a half that you designated that you're going to capture the memories for the day with the people, specifically the people that you want that you deem worthy enough to capture them with. Yeah. And people are like, they really care about who and where and how. Yeah, they really do. And it can also be the most stressful part of the day because it is always the point where somebody's like, I really have to pee. I'm just going to run really fast. And that person is the next person in the photos or oh my God. Mm-hmm. they need a drink or um, they left all of the stuff in the front of their pockets and like it's weird bulges like your phone looks really weird in the front of a a dress pant pocket that's not like dress pants that are intended for weddings are not thick they are not like khakis thin and they're form-fitting yes yeah it looks like a weird bulge when you have a phone in your front pocket (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And then somebody has to like go get it from you and we're all waiting and it's fine except when it's like the ninth person that does that and the couple is standing there like, I want to get a drink. I want to go pee. Stop all these people from doing this. Right. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So I always tell my couples I have swipe copy for them. So they can just copy paste out of this template, essentially, that emails everyone who is going to be in family photos, lets them know where to meet immediately following the ceremony or whatever time they have designated. And that fam- that family will stand there the entire time and just wait patiently. <laughs> right. And it works like, out no, great. You, like, no, you can't get your drink right now. Maybe... Maybe bring a maybe like bring a tray of drinks out to where the photos are gonna be. I have some horror stories about that. Oh, oh what really? are they? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Just like people <laughs> spilling on themselves? Like what my what's my very first wedding that I ever did. Actually, it wasn't my very first wedding. It was my first wedding full time. So uh-huh. I had I had weddings under my belt, luckily, for this situation. Um, by the way, shout wipes get things out better than Tide pens for all of you out there that need to know <laughs> Ooh, this information. Good to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, the at this wedding, the vendor coordinator locked the door that the to the groom that the groom and the officiant were in. So I'm kind of like wondering. I'm at the end of the aisle getting ready. And I noticed the groom isn't there and I noticed the officiant isn't there. So I'm like, what's going on? So I'm kind of like looking around trying to figure it out. And I'm like, OK, maybe he's coming down because we don't always get like the complete timeline. Um, it's always better to give all your vendors the complete timeline. Um, right. But we we don't always know. So maybe like the groom and the officiant are coming down right before the um, the bride and her dad were coming down. Well, they're not there. And and it was really important to this couple that they not see each other before the ceremony. So the bride and the dad come around the corner and they're at the end of the aisle. And I'm like, go back. I'm like miming to them, go back. And she's like, it just stands there smiling. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is like, where is he? But the officiant isn't there. So I know like something strange has like happened. Something is going. It's not like right. he's literally like pulling a like. Yeah. Yeah. And I had just <laughs> left him like two seconds before. So like I knew he was there. I knew he was excited. Like I, yeah. <laughs> there was no question in my mind. So yeah. which actually created part of this problem. So I run down the aisle and I'm like, he's not here yet. And she, all she heard was, he's not here. And she goes, what? And the DJ <laughs> cut the sound. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Like a classic sitcom moment. <laughs> wow. It really was. And then you could hear the groom and the officiant banging on the door once he he cut the music. And so they were like banging on this door, yelling, let me out, let me out. <laughs> Oh, my God. So it made for like a really funny story afterward, obviously. But it was kind of a disaster in the moment. Um, And we rolled with it. I had them laughing about it. Um, And, you know, at least we noticed before she got all the way down the aisle. Um, Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a very odd situation. But anyway, the venue coordinator knew she fucked up. Obviously. So afterwards, she sent out a tray of redheaded sluts, a red shooter, to the bridal party and the and the groomsmen who were already no. a little bit drunk. 
mind you. Yeah, no, you got to send out. If it's going to send out something, it has to be clear liquor. Yeah. Or like white wine or, or beer. Or white wine or something like that. Even beer would have yeah. been okay. She sends this out and she sends out chicken teriyaki. <laughs> to, the, to the photo session? Yes. So now I am wrangling very drunk people who are on a golf cart with red shots and the stickiest, gooeyest way you can have chicken. <laughs> wow. And so we're taking a photo. One guy and one girl both drop their shots all the way down her dress. Oh, my God. And then to boot, the guy has chicken teriyaki in his hand and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Let's go of the chicken teriyaki on the stick. And it <laughs> bounces all the way down her train. I mean, it like rolled down her back and then bounced on the train. Wow. <laughs> that is a, that's a nightmare. So be careful what you... So I got it out. Luckily, I'm very good with a shout wipe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, here's my question, though. When you have like a major wedding snafu happen, do you, as the photographer, capture it in hopes that it's going to be really funny? Yes. I don't always deliver the pictures if it's not funny later. Okay. And if it's upsetting <laughs> and triggering, I won't deliver the pictures, but I will absolutely capture it in the moment. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you got to Because it's like photojournalism, you know, like you want right. the full, complete story of your day. So like, you know, if it was like a huge disaster and the bride was like in tears or something or the groom might have been in tears about his now wife or whatever, um, you know, if that was the case, we wouldn't have captured it. But um, or we wouldn't have delivered it, but we would have captured it. Um, and mm -hmm. there are even photos of me like underneath. It looks like... Um, who is the the woman in the Nutcracker that has all the children under her dress? Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember her name. <laughs> so it looks like that, but it's me under the bride's dress, shout wiping from underneath. Like you can't, all you can see is just my feet sticking out from underneath. And they got those photos. Too. Wow. You really have to have a very intimate relationship with your client. Yeah. Like my head is touching your bare butt right now, but yeah. That's okay. <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> it's not the weirdest wow. thing I've done, and it's not the weirdest thing I'll ever do. <laughs> wow. wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, so uh, my my recommendation for that would be don't serve anything that is going to potentially stain your – especially – if you know somebody is a spiller, um, like I'm a spiller, I know myself, yeah, I will not take a glass of red wine around like if I attend a wedding around someone that is in formal attire that is in like a light color. Um, mm -hmm. So whether it be a gray suit or whatever, I, I know myself way too well. I spill on everyone and it's never mm -hmm. on myself. It's always on another person. I'm that mm -hmm. kind of spiller. <laughs> Well, that's a good tip and trick. I definitely am a spiller too, but it's on myself. Oh, well, see, you should get shout wipes. Fuck up my shirt. Yeah. yeah. Get shout wipes and don't have anything that's tinted until after your um, family photos are done would be my recommendation. Mm -hmm. And anything you're serving when it's not a seated situation should be able to be either eaten in one bite or comfortably eaten with hands and set back on a plate that is easily accessible or a cocktail napkin. Because that's another thing I see. People serve like tacos or something. And then the people are like trying to 
like bite this taco that like you can you can get it in one bite, but it's like you're really trying right. or because it'll be like mini tacos or something. Yeah. Um, either <laughs> bite sized like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it needs to be bite sized or it has to be seated um, or comfortably set on something, because otherwise, like if it's something that could get all over the front of somebody, that's just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Right. Any other um any other hot takes? Oh, hot takes. If any. I mean or what are people like what is the most common thing you see people do wrong? Like what should you not do that that a lot of people do, if anything? I would say the biggest thing is couples go into it thinking their wedding is about them. And it's not always about that. Well, Oh, no, I'm making that mistake you're saying. Because <laughs> I want it to be all about me. Yeah, like everyone is go- like it ends up causing so much drama in the long run. And the problem is that it's like the person that's the softer heart that ends up getting it all because the people know to go to that other person. <laughs> so like it would be your partner who would be getting all the phone calls or being made to cry in public. Um, right. But, or like getting emails. Yeah, exactly. So um, what I would recommend doing, and I see couples doing this more and more, and I tell all my couples to do this, sit down with your family and the people who are going to have the opinions that you actually care about their opinion. Sit down with them up front. Let them know this is their time to voice their hopes, their expectations, the things that they really want to see included in that wedding day. Like if it's really important to have this specific prayer or um, like no one wants a spontaneous toaster, Um, like not, you know, with bread, but (laughs) nobody wants someone to like stand up and start doing like a prayer over them at their wedding if they didn't ask that person to do it. So yeah, that's going to be a hard no, brother. Yeah. Like it's just like, (laughs) you know, but if it's really important, you want to hear that person out and then you want to let them know why it isn't a good fit for you or if it isn't or like accommodate it if it's something you really don't care about and it's not going to like cost you anything to do it. Like, um, that's that's kind of, you know, like my mom, it was important to her that we not do a first look. She wanted the first time that and I don't know why this was important to her, but the first time that Philippe and I saw each other to be like when I was walking down the aisle and I didn't really care. So we didn't do a first look. But if I cared, I would have said, listen, it's really important for logistics for us to do it because then we can knock out all the family photos. By the way, a first look is when you see the the other person um your significant other before the ceremony versus after. And usually it's like a mm. private moment. The the classic one that you think of, like the cliche one is like where someone goes up and taps the other person on the shoulder and then like they turn around and it's really like emotional and um, that kind of thing. So that's what a first look is. Um, but, you know, if I had cared, I would have explained we want to take photos with the family before the ceremony. So because we want to enjoy the wedding, we don't want to be like off taking photos all mm-hmm. during cocktail hour and not getting to enjoy our day. If I re- if that was the way I felt. So it gave me it like that gives the opportunity to hear people out and let them feel seen and heard. But then also to let them know that you are or are not going to be doing that thing. So it doesn't keep exploding And it doesn't happen like day of where someone stands up thinking that they can toast the couple and then you're like standing there like I didn't know this person was going to stand. And that happens 
all the time with like aunts and mm-hmm. uncles and like elderly people. They think that they like, ha- you know, can just like stand up. And then everyone's like kind of like standing awkwardly, like they were told they could go to the buffet and they're like standing there like kind of waiting and not sure what right. to do. <laughs> Makes mm-hmm. it kind of awkward. So that's a good idea. Yeah. And I feel like people often see weddings as like an opportunity to sort of like make fun of the people who are getting married too. And I feel like that can really be hit or miss. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any any jokes you make at the couple's expense need to be appropriate to say in front of their entire extended family, including elderly people. Um, right. Because I feel like often your like college friends or whatever be like, oh my god, like we well, remember this time we did this, and then you're like, oh my god. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing because like that may not be that may not be like it's. It's also it can be an inside joke almost where like everyone else that's there like doesn't give a fuck about what you did at this like weird party in college. Um, They don't care that you like, you know, ran in heels, which may have been a really funny memory in the circumstance. I remember that time when we were running in heels. Yeah. Like it's not funny. (laughs) It was raining. (laughs) Like Nobody else is going to laugh. You know, you have to. Yeah. You have to think about like, you know, if it's actually applicable to everybody else enjoying it, if you're going to make jokes at the couple's expense um, or tell stories, you know, there and keep your toast, man. Keep your toast three to five minutes max. Maximum, dude. Keep I it want. Tight. I would love 90 seconds in and out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be long enough that it can be captured and photographed if that's a priority for you. But outside of that, like. My toast at my best friend's wedding was less than 45 seconds. Mm -hmm. I just made sure to stand there long enough. I saw that the photos were taken. Then I started. I said my like two sentence little thing, um, which was just like this. This is what, you know, the length of a toast ideally for me is this. Some people, I mean, people really enjoy them. So if you are good at speaking, great. Um, I am not the kind of person, obviously not a great planner here. So I didn't have something <laughs> written. Um, so I went up and said, you know, when I met Brendan, I realized that he makes everyone he knows family. So it's really great to be here celebrating with 85 family members, new and old. Cheers to all of you. Cheers to the couple. Done. Right. In and out. out in and out. <laughs> quick. <laughs> I was at a wedding and I won't name it. Yeah, I won't name names, but someone decided that they were going to compose a song and sing it <laughs> at the toast. And to be fair, I think that the I think that the bride had like okayed it and like that it was like an expected thing. That's good. But still, that's a good step right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad they did that for them. But like personally, could never be me, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> What is more awkward than being serenaded to, right? Number one, live. Yeah, that's not the for que- me. The answer to that question is being serenaded to in front of 100 people. <laughs> and <laughs> having it documented. So you have to smile. Right. The whole time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the, there's going to be pictures of you grimacing if you're grimacing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Always okay it with the couple before. <laughs> right. At least well, one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I do. I do really like the like sit down with people that you care about beforehand. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like if it's really important that, um, you know, Hava Nagila is played at your wedding and you don't know that in advance, 
I mean, it's a song. Like, do you really care if it's played? Like, maybe you aren't going to do the horror, but, um, you know, if that's really important to, like, your future parent-in-law, then um, you want to know that in advance so that you aren't surprised and then there isn't – you don't have to hear about it forever. Like, some of this is just alleviating the stress that could potentially be in your future, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you'll hear about that Every time you get together for a holiday or a family reunion or every wedding that gets planned after that, well, DeAndre did this or mm-hmm. DeAndre like, didn't ask if I'd I wanted. I'd be like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the soft-hearted one that is always the one that pays. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is good. This is good intel. No, I think that's really, really good advice because I do think that's that, good like, intel. you know, there's this mentality like you know like you're saying DeAndre of like oh like you know you want to be sort of like selfish about it but it is sort of a philosophical question of like how much is this very like loaded event that has a lot of tradition and whatever associated with it like really for you versus other people and and like where do you want to like fall down on that scale right yeah because like so much mm-hmm. of it is about like the the point of a wedding is about like okay we're bringing these two families together we're bringing this whole community together like part of it is sort of like this like community building thing right yeah yeah and it's emotionally charged for everybody cuz yeah. everybody that loves you feels like they want what's best for you but sometimes they can't see what's best for you versus what they think is best for you yeah we've gotten like 3 to 4 like middling like to shady to like downright negative comments on just the engagement oh i'm sure really yeah right literally just the like the first step in in this whole process we were like already getting weird feedback about Mm -hmm. it right like someone was like well you know it looks maybe you don't have to do a wedding band because it looks already already looks like a wedding band because my partner like didn't want like giant gem like she didn't she didn't want giant gemstones so i didn't get her giant gemstones right it like it's a band that has like three gems set into the band right if there's no like lift on it it's bevel set is what that's yeah. called thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, um it means it's yeah, flush which is nice if you like are a person who gets like your ring stuck on something or whatever like obviously i don't wear my rings in the house so but if I had a yeah. bevel set ring, I might. Go yeah, ahead. Like, Sorry. I, I hear that giant rocks are like really inconvenient. I mean. <laughs> and they get caught on stuff and scratch people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now the joke slash not joke is like. I, <laughs> whenever I whenever the ring gets shown to anyone, I'm like, yeah, it's purposefully understated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, babe, show, tell him it's purposely understated. Tell him. <laughs> um, so in like net, do you feel like when you're like doing weddings, obviously, like I assume you like it because this is what you do. But I love like it. when. Yeah. So like, is it in terms of like all the weddings you've been to on net? Do you feel like because I feel like there's 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 definitely a lot of stress and there's like a lot of like expectations and like family stuff that you have to deal with. Right. And then obviously it's like this really weighty, but also very beautiful like ceremony. And like it's really fun to like bring all your friends together and have them meet your family and stuff like that. Um, 
do you feel like overall all the, between all of the weddings you've seen like your your success stories like far outweigh your sort of like snafu like oh my god like guess what happened at this wedding kind of stories you know i don't think i've ever had a wedding that i didn't love okay <laughs> um <laughs> I, I mean, things are things are gonna go wrong, right? Oh, you yeah, can never when things expect, go wrong, it's like right. You can you know, never expect everything. Things, everything will not go right, right? That's mm -hmm. like just what you need to know. Yeah, but it's what you make of it, and it's you know, for me, it's being the buffer between the couple a lot of times. Um, but you know, I've had weddings. We were ta I was talking about this with my additional photographer um, when we were driving home from our most recent wedding together. Um, how one of our favorite weddings is also our least favorite wedding because the mother of the bride grabbed me. She was upset that we weren't taking a family photo that she had lined up while we were lining up another family. Like we had the shot list. She felt like right. I she deserved my attention in that moment, but she grabbed my arm so hard that I had bruises for like three weeks from her fingers. And so wow. then what happened is I didn't tolerate it well. Um, I I tolerated it well with her, but then Katie, my additional photographer, turned around to me and was like, okay, who's next? And I said, I need a fucking minute. And mm -hmm. like my face shows everything I'm thinking. So she was just like, whoa, like all of the bad Sarah energy like went right down into her face. And she was like, holy shit. And then I had to, you know, I apologized to her and I told her what had happened and everything, but she handled it like a pro. Um, but it was a really beautiful wedding and it was just a weird circumstance. Again, emotionally charged. Um, right. But it was it was the the photos are stunning. Um, but it was it was a bad situation in that moment. And stuff like that happens. And you just kind of like you move on from it and you just put it into like this is you know what happens in these situations and this is why I love what I do but like it's not for everybody um and that's okay <laughs> well thank you Sarah again I feel like you're you're like two-time guests but like very disparate topics but also very knowledgeable on both <laughs> love it when we have guests who have really tangible stories to tell like sometimes we yeah. talk about sort of like kind of highfalutin like very abstract things but i love but these that, are just like, experiences yeah i love that i love having just like hearing stories from people and i think all your stories are great <laughs> oh well thanks can you, can you give a rough percentage of weddings that you work in which you witness the bride and the or the spouse and the spouse get into an argument either minor or otherwise? It's honestly not uncommon to have a moment of frustration with that other person. And it generally is when someone doesn't show up for the other person and they're standing in front of everyone by themselves. Um, so, which is, you know, then me, I'm standing there with them because it's just, it's a, it's a tradition or like a moment that I'm supposed to capture. Um, so I would say that happens not specifically that, but like just that moment of stress and frustration happens at 50% of the weddings. Great. <laughs> Thanks. But if um, you have like a good vendor, they're going to make you feel better about it and then it's not going to be an issue. Right. Then it'll be chill. Yeah. Amazing. Um, 
So what's something fun that you've done recently? That's maybe that's gonna be my closing question. Pretty simple. But what's something dope that you have participated? Uh well, it's not something I've participated in yet, but it is something that I was doing today and I'm very excited about. So um, for my birthday this year, we are going to the Maldives um, nice. for two full weeks. And then we're on the way back, stopping in Paris for five days. So um, it will be amazing. So I am getting dive certified, which I have never done yet. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And Philippe hasn't been diving in years. I don't think he's been diving since we started dating. So it's God, we've been together for like 15 plus years. So um, <laughs> so it's been a minute for him too. So I'm really excited. Um, it should be just super fun. And we haven't really gotten to like enjoy very much travel recently. And we are big travelers here. Mm-hmm. So that will be amazing. And I'm really excited about it. Ugh, I want to dive so bad. <laughs> I bet it'll be so cool. I'm really yeah. excited. There's a blue hole by one of these islands that we're going to because they're going to multiple Ooh. islands. It's real. Wow. I'm just really excited. Be so cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, amazing. Well, this is your space. Plug whatever you want to plug. Um, all right. Well, if you are looking for wedding photography, um, I am photos from the Hardy, H A R T Y. Um, and it's my Yeah, why is that your name? <laughs> I know. It's my maiden name was Hartenstein. So my nickname oh. has always been Hardy. And I when I changed I was like, I'm not rebranding. It's I've been in business for like over ten, you know, like ten years now. Yeah. I'm not rebranding. <laughs> Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. <laughs> and people still call me that. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's whatever. Um, and if you are planning your wedding and just want some more tips and stuff like this, then you can get them over on The Wedding Dish, um, my podcast. Amazing. Nice. And as always, you can find us at I'm the Villain Pod. That's our Instagram. That's our Twitter. That's our Gmail. Uh, leave me a message and wish me a happy engagement. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Bye.